So Money Episode 221, Brian Brandau. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Karabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome to So Money, everyone. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. Picture this. Just imagine. Close your eyes. Imagine. Earning six figures, which is well and above average in this country. It's what some people just aspire to do is to earn six figures, cross that $100,000 threshold. But all the while being broke. Yeah, earning over $100,000 a year and facing an exact amount or similar to that in credit card debt. Not talking student loans or your mortgage, credit card debt. This is where the story of Brian Brandau, our guest today, begins. When trying to book a family vacation back in 2010, Brian says he hit a wall. All of his five credit cards were maxed out. He had zero dollars left, no available cash. And at the time, he was making a great salary, $120,000 as an IT manager. That's more than enough to afford a vacation. But he quickly realized that he and his wife were broke and they needed to make a change. And they were living, obviously, far beyond their means. They had, in accumulation, about $109,000 in debt. And it was the wake-up call of wake-up calls. Brian and his wife, at that moment, decided to take control of their finances. And that is when their journey began. Brian educated himself on personal finance. His wife went back to work to bring in extra income. And together, they were able to clear the debt in just over 50 months or about four years, which is actually ahead of their schedule. And now without having to worry about the debt, they're now able to contribute to an emergency fund. They can contribute to retirement and they can also save for college for their three kids. And today, Brian's goal is to help others in similar situations through his blog, Debt Discipline, as well as his personal coaching sessions where he teaches budgeting and getting on the right financial track. We learn from our conversation with Brian the immediate and long-term adjustments that helped him and his family erase over $100,000 in debt in a pretty short period of time why he believes he made financial mistakes over and over again, what kept him spending and living beyond his means, why wasn't six figures ever enough? And finally, this is kind of new for him, but navigating unemployment. Brian was actually laid off this year. How is the family managing it all? Here is Brian Brandau. Brian Brandau, welcome to So Money. Great to have you on the show. Finoush, thank you very much. Thanks thanks for having me. This is a, an example, listeners, of the power of getting in touch with me over Twitter, over email. Brian reached out and said, I think I have a, a story that your listeners might want to hear. And he absolutely did. And that's how this interview came together. So, Brian, thanks for reaching out to us. Yeah, I was uh, listening to your uh, your podcast one weekend and and heard my question come in and and you know reached back out and and here we are and here we are absolutely Brian you are the founder of Debt Discipline before you were this well known blogger however you and your family were struggling to make ends meet making six figures 
How is that possible? Making six figures and broke. Yeah, it was it was something that um, I asked myself um, often. We we just really never had a uh, a plan for our money. Never really educated on on the finer points of, of personal finance. Uh, you know, my parents uh, d- did an okay job of of teaching me the the how. They showed me how to balance a checkbook, how to set up a savings account, but but never really the the why behind it. I started my career, graduated college, started my career, and started to earn more money, promotions, and. Uh, just continued to spend more money, just really never had a plan. And so woke up one morning, uh, 40 years old and, and realized there had to be a better way. And really what was the, the aha moment or the, or the rock bottom moment, I, I, I like to say is we were trying to plan our summer vacation. I'm, I'm a, a father of, of three and, uh, you know, my wife and I were sitting down and trying to plan our summer vacation and, and basically realized we, we didn't have any money. We didn't have any cash and we didn't, we, we couldn't. We were out of credit, and and that's how we were financing a lot of our vacations in, in previous years. And it was kind of that moment where we said, "Well, we make too much money to be in this type of situation." Um, and that's when we really decided that we had to make a change because uh, we couldn't we couldn't continue to go on, you know, like that, just you know, living paycheck to paycheck when when having a six figure salary. Were you able to still take that vacation, or did you have to just kind of go cold turkey and stop? spending for a while. That year we actually just stayed at home. We you know the staycation, uh we did some local things, some free things, went to the beach and and so that was a that was a rough year. That was that was a year where we kind of went cold turkey and and really had to um you know, really make some drastic changes. Tell us about those drastic changes. Let us live vicariously through you during that year or two or however long it took to get to zero with your debt. What were some of the trade-offs you had to make? The big ones? Well, I mean, first it was really just realizing that we had to make the change and, and come to that, you know, come to that decision to say, all right, this is it. We, we need to change our bad habits with, with money. Um, and so once we, once we, you know, did that, we, we had to educate ourselves a little bit. And so, um, one of the things I, I, I did was I reached, I went to the internet, right? And, and found other bloggers, other personal finance bloggers. I found other resources like uh, Dave Ramsey was one of the first big name resources that I found. I read his book, The Total Money Makeover, I think in probably three days. And, and his, you know, his steps made a lot of sense uh, to me right away. And I, I, I kind of thought there was some secret that I was missing out there, some, get out of debt quick scheme that uh, nobody told me in college or, you know, that I was missing uh, all these years. But I, I realized that uh, it was really just common sense that I had to, you know, spend less than I make and, and be disciplined with my money. Your wife uh, also went back to work, right? Yeah, that was one of the one of the things a few months later, it was kind of a twofold plan was one was let's see what we how we can cut spending, uh, cut spending, cut expenses. And then uh, my wife initially went back uh, as a part-time to bring in some more income to increase our income. And then now uh, she's, she's actually working full-time. And how long did it take you to be able to get to a comfortable level again where the debt was no longer keeping you up at night and you felt that your six-figure income was really affording you the life that it that it deserved? Well, it, it took us uh, about 50 months actually to pay off all the, the complete debt. We had about $109,000 worth of debt 
So it was 50 months. We averaged a little bit over $2,000 a month payment, repayment on our, on our debt. So it was a, a 50 month journey, but it was really those first couple months that were really tough getting used to the new behavior and the new habits and, and cutting back on some of the things that we were spending money on eating out and, you know, things that were wants as opposed to needs. And so once, once we got a handle on that, um, it really became, became easy or easier. We, we made, you know, changes in the way we vacationed over those years. We sacrificed, you know, we have family in, in, on the West Coast. You know, I'm on, we're, we're, we live on Long Island, but we have family on the West Coast. And so we, we, we typically take a trip once a year to visit them. We didn't do that over those, you know, those 50 months. Um, so that was difficult not to see, you know, family as frequent, but, we, what we kept in mind was the, the long-term goal. We, we knew if we sacrificed for the short term that once we were, were done, that we would have a surplus of money to be able to build wealth, to be able to take a trip when we wanted to. So we, we just always kept that in mind. The media has had a joyride with this story, I think, because it's got great, it's a great headline, right? Six figures and I'm broke or I'm, I'm in debt. Why do you think that the, the general public is so fascinated by this? Well, I, I, I think I've, and talking to others and, uh, there are, there are other people that are out there that are in the same type of situation. I know from my own experience with family and friends talking to them that there are, you know, there are people every day that struggle, uh, that make a lot of money that just don't know how to manage it from a, from a day to day, day to day point of view. They're, they're not looking at their big picture. They're looking at it. How can I manage a, a minimum payment? You know, I, I can spend on a credit card because I can afford that minimum payment or I'll purchase that new car because I can afford that minimum payment. But when you add up all those minimum payments, can really put a crunch on your on your budget. How much of a pressure was society to have you live a certain lifestyle based on the careers that you had, the income that you were making, the location where you lived? Were there outside influences? Well, I think the influence was more we we just didn't have a plan and we were just following other people, right? It was you get married, you, you buy a house, you buy a new car, you do upgrades on your house. And so we were just kind of following others. We weren't really thinking uh, for ourselves in, in terms of our money. We were just saying, well, other people buy get a 30-year mortgage, so that's what we'll do. And people typically spend or, or mortgage a little bit more than they can afford because they're anticipating uh, income increases over the years that they're in the house. So that's what we'll do. We need to get um, some upgrades on the house, so we'll we'll go ahead and do that, and we'll borrow the money to do that, as opposed to saving the money to do that. So we just kind of fell into the trap of of following what other people did, as opposed, like I said, as opposed to thinking for ourselves or having a plan for ourselves. And, and I think that's really that kind of mindset really kind of got us in trouble. So congratulations, you paid off all the debt in fifty months. So that was last September. Yes. This year, you lost your job. And so talk about how you're navigating all of that. Perhaps it's not as stressful as it would have been if you had still the debt, right? Or hanging over your head. I, I, don't, I don't like to think of what type of situation it would have been. But now having a, a plan, you know, with our money and, and not having that $109,000 hanging over our heads and having an emergency fund now, it, it's still not a great feeling losing your job, but it, it's not a stressful situation or it, 
it's it's not as a, a, a stressful situation as it would have been if we were in that situation where we had as much debt hanging over our heads as we did. Uh, you know, a few years ago. So, you know, I think attitude is a big part of it, even in the job search now, you, you keeping a positive attitude. You know, when I meet with prospective employers for an interview or just initial, you know, recruiter conversation, that's important. You project that when you're having a conversation or speaking with somebody. Have you thought about taking debt discipline on the road? I mean, you could really brand this. And as so many of my guests have experienced, you know, they're their blog, their passion becomes their full-time gig. It allows them to not have that full-time job, uh, traditional full-time job. Have you thought about that? Yeah, no, that's certainly one of the things I've been considering. Uh, I have been, you know, since we became debt-free last year, one of the things I've been pursuing is uh, I've been involved. I certainly would like to promote financial literacy. We have three children, so we've involved them with our you know, budget discussions, they understand, you know, from day one, we involved them. We, we sat them down and explained to them what was going on, that there would be changes. Financial literacy from a, you know, high school, middle school, grade school level is something that I think is very important because it's something that I never learned. I joined a committee on my local school district and we are actually kicking off a, a program of financial literacy this year. I've worked with a number of friends and family helping them with their own you know, personal budgets and their financial plans. I've also actually, before I was let go by my former company, I had instituted a helped institute. I contacted my CEO and helped get a financial wellness program uh, started uh, within within the company because sharing a little bit about my story, I said, well, I'm sure there are other employees within the company that are in similar situations. And, I, you know, I think about changes within any company when there are changes to compensation or bonuses or benefits, sometimes those things can really affect the individual and they then they can affect morale and pro- productivity within a company. So yeah, it's certainly something I, I'm, I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing some of my own uh, certifications. Uh, I'm actually looking at the series uh, 65 and looking at maybe, you know, doing some initial coaching with people. Um, and uh, doing some, you know, speaking maybe at a, at a at a high school level, and or even at the corporate level, looking at uh, opportunities of 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 uh, financial wellness within within companies. And not only does financial wellness prepare you for a potential layoff or transition, but as you are perhaps pitching this to other companies, I think it's a great model. It's a great thing you can uh, you can brand. You know. Being financially healthy and secure as an employee ultimately means you can put more effort and focus to the task at hand, to your job. You're not stressed out about money, and so you're not bringing that stress to work. And I think that needs to be um, understood and appreciated by employers that when your employees have financial security independence, it's a win-win for everybody. Oh, no, totally agree. I I think you'll... You know, there's not a uh, you know disgruntled or morale issue when there is a change. You know that right. ben- benefit cost will go up a little bit, or uh, you know the bonus uh, percentage is not going to be as high as it was last year, or whatever the case may be. We we know there's going to be changes year year over year, but we, we just need to better prepare or educate you know the the staff members in a way so that they can you know handle those changes and not then. Uh, taken out in their performance or their uh, productivity. 
Well, now that you're so money, Brian, let's do some so money questions. The first sure. is, what is your financial philosophy now? Now that you have a plan, you're out of debt, you can see the future, the clouds have parted. What's your <laughs> What's your financial philosophy? Well, I think it's, it's simply just have a plan for your money. Uh, you know, we, we did not have a plan for so many years and, and we, we ended up in the situation we ended up in. So, um, that's, it's one of the things I'm, I'm teaching, uh, like I said, teaching our children is just, you know, have a plan, be, uh, you know, be deliberate with your, with your money, with your spending. And, um, I, I think if you do that, you'll, you'll, you'll end up just fine. Tell us now about a failure that you experienced. I mean, we've sort of gone through a lot of your missteps. And of course, being in a lot of debt while earning a good salary would you might characterize as a regret or a quote unquote failure. But what would you say is the biggest area where you went wrong? I think it's the use of, of credit cards. We 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 just were kind of in this perpetual use where we would use them and we, we would, over the years, we had consolidated them down into, a, you know, a, a single payment and it would give us some breathing room, but then we would continue to use the credit cards to charge up, you know, spend, overspend. And so we, we had this consolidated payment and it was manageable. And if we, you know, paid that payment and didn't overspend anymore, we could have been out of debt in X amount of years, but then we went back and just overspent. We just, we never corrected the behavior. And so that was this perpetual, you know, uh, cycle for 10, 15, 20 years until we finally had that moment where we said we, we need to make a change. So I, I think if, you know, if, if, if I would have had that aha moment when I was 25, you know, it, we would have been in, in, in much better shape today. Uh, you'd probably be talking to a millionaire today as, as opposed to, so I, I, like I said, I think that's just the, that's just the key is, is, is starting early and having a plan. And I will define your so money moment for you, which is that I would say it's, it's paying off all that debt, right? The six figures in 50 months is no small feat, but I'm curious to know what did you do at that moment when you crossed the finish line? And as you were approaching the finish line, how are you feeling? It, it was an amazing feeling. I mean, we, it was really a, a feeling of, of, of accomplishment, but you know, once we did that, it was, we just we just took a breath for a minute. We didn't want to make any rash decisions right away because we we had been in such you know debt repayment mode for for those fifty months. Now having a surplus each month, um, you know, we had talked about the things that we wanted to do. We wanted to increase retirement savings. We wanted to start to build college funds. Uh, you know, we wanted to take some vacations and things like that. But we actually took a little bit of time, uh, two three months, where we just kind of hit the pause button uh, and just went and looked at what, you know, what we were doing and, and didn't make any decisions because we didn't want to make any mistakes because we were, like I said, coming out of this repayment mode for such a long period of time. Sort of like cautious enthusiasm. <laughs> like, is this real? Okay. Right. Let's, let's reflect and not make any rash decisions. I think that's, that's probably a smart move. Yeah. It, 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 it served us well. What do you say, is now your number one financial habit as you are trying to now stay out of debt and maintain this momentum. How do you do it? What would you say is your biggest recurring habit? 
Well, again, it's it's the having the plan. I, we keep a budget, you know, in a, in an Excel spreadsheet, and and we're constantly talking about uh, talking about money. With you know, my wife and I are kind of always on the same page with what we're how we're spending our money. We involve our kids in the discussion. You can't let it go for a long period of time. You you have to you know whether it's daily, weekly, monthly. You you have to be on top of it often because. You know, as soon as you get lazy and let it go for a period of time, that's when you're going to fall back into those into those bad habits. How are your kids during this entire period of trying to get out of debt? And do you think they appreciate it now? It, th- they were really, you know, they were really great through it. They, you know, like I said, we sat them down and explained to them that there were going to be changes, and, and they and they, but they understood it. We, you know, we involved them. We we showed them. Um, this is what the mortgage payment is. This is how much debt we have. This is how much money I make. Um, this is, um, you know, these are all the other bills. Um, and, and we explained to them, you know, things about, uh, you know, they were around the age where they wanted, uh, cell phones. And so we, ex- we had the conversation of, well, do you, do you understand how much, uh, a smartphone cost and how much it costs monthly. And so things, having discussions with them that uh, of things that they were interested in helped them better understand it. Now coming out uh, on the other side, you know, they see the benefit. They see what the sacrifice was, but now they see the benefit. We were able to take uh, my I have twins. My son and daughter turned 16 earlier this year. And for their 16th birthday, we were able to take them on a on a vacation. And it was a great family vacation and we did, you know, a lot of things. We, we, we had a great time and, and they, you know, during the trip, they even said this, you know, they said this is an amazing trip and it's all because of the things that we did in the last couple of years to get to this point. All right, Brian, are you ready for some so money fill in the blanks? Sure. Okay. So if I won the lottery tomorrow, I think you'd like this. If <laughs> I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say a hundred million dollars, what's the first thing you would do? Uh, definitely take the family on a uh, on a nice another nice vacation, but but I think also is is set up um, you know set up some type of foundation to spread the financial literacy uh, literacy word. One thing that I spend on that keeps that makes my life easier or better is. You know, I, I thought about this question uh, before you asked it. I don't know if I really ha- we have one of those items. Um, one of the items that we had cut though prior to the debt repayment was, and this is this probably doesn't really fit in this category. It might fit in the next one. Was we had satellite radio in our cars? Then that's more of like a luxury item. We had cut and we we added it back now that we're debt free. And it, that's more of one of those. It that doesn't help me be more productive in in my life, but it's just one of those luxury items I like to. What driving commuting home from work was a nice luxury item that I could listen to. So that was one of those luxury items. Yeah, I would say that's a, a good splurge, and in some ways, it's an experience that you're affording. You know, it's it's going to be a long drive to and from work, so you may as well be enjoying it and not being so stressed from the traffic. So I consider that money well spent. One thing I wish I had learned about money growing up, I'm going to guess this is that you got to have a plan. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the sooner you can learn that and, uh, you know, the, the, be- the better you're going to be. When I donate money, I like to give to blank because? Um, we have a few charities that we, we donate. Uh, American Heart Association. We have some family members that were affected. 
by heart disease. We also contribute to a cause called uh, Operation Surf. They support our veterans. It's actually a surfing program that brings in uh, wounded uh, veterans and gives them the opportunity to get out into the ocean and, and, and surf. Um, it's, it's a West Coast-based organization. Those are the two that we, uh, that we donate to often. You know, Brian, I never asked you, where do you all live? We're, we're in New York. We're, we're on Long Island. Oh, okay. So not too far. Right. I'm actually headed out there uh, for vacation soon, East Long Island. So looking forward to that, getting, okay. by the, getting by the ocean. Oh, yeah. And last but not least, I'm Brian Brando, founder of Debt Discipline, paid off $109,000 in debt in, fi- in 50 months. I'm so money because... I have a plan for my money and I'm helping others do the same. Well, we are so happy for you and your family. Thank you for sharing your story. And I'm serious, Brian, you need to take this on the road. This story That's, is going to help inspire so many families and it's, it's important work. So I hope that you'll keep at it. Thanks, Renusha. I appreciate that. And you know, that, that's my plan. That's a wrap, guys. If you'd like to learn more about Brian, and I hope you do, check out his website, debtdiscipline.com. He's also on Twitter at Debt Discipline. We've got all this info at somoneypodcast.com where you can also grab the transcript and the comments from this episode and all previous episodes. And I want to hear from you. Submit your question about money or work or life or guests at somoneypodcast.com. Click on Ask Farnoosh and there's a really good chance that I will respond by the weekend. And as a reminder, if you'd like to win a free 15-minute money session with me, hop on iTunes and leave a review for this show. Every Saturday, I pick one new reviewer to receive a free 15-minute money blitz with me. So if this is something that interests you, please go ahead. I encourage you to do it. Thank you in advance and I hope we will connect. Thanks again to my guest, Brian Brandau, and to you for tuning in. Hope your day is so money. <laughs>